0: Thank you for listening to the preaching ministry of Oxford Baptist Church. We pray you'll be blessed as you apply these truths to your life. Good morning, church. Good morning. Y'all look so good. I'm glad to be back with you this morning. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of, of Colossians. The book of Colossians. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to read uh, just a couple of verses. Let's stand together. As we read that book of Colossians chapter 3. Listen to the word of God. This is the Apostle Paul led of the Holy Spirit of God writing to this church. He says this, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word to us. And now, Father, I pray that you'll put it in our heart in such a way that not only will we understand it, but we'll live it. In Jesus' name, amen. The message is simply entitled, Striving for Excellence. Uh, As a matter of fact, the word, whatsoever you do, do it heartily, in the original language, that is suke. whatsoever you do unto the Lord do it out of your soul in other words, uh, make sure that when you respond to the lord's love that you give him your very best striving for excellence uh, subtitle all in you uh, know we need to be all in for the Lord amen now C.s. Lewis incidentally, have many of you read anything written by C.s Lewis? Let me see. C.S. Lewis was probably in the 20th century one of the greatest theologians who lived. Uh, I hope you read some of his writings. Uh, C.S. Lewis, an awesome man. And uh, this is a a little tidbit of information. When he went home to be with the Lord, it was the same day that Kennedy was assassinated. And so he was on page two. And so many people missed uh, the homegoing of C.S. Lewis. But he is one of the finest theologians and one of the greatest guys who ever lived. Have you ever seen or read anything by R. R. Tolkien? Uh, you remember, uh, what is it, the witch, the wardrobe, and what? Oh, yeah, you did it. I did it correctly. Uh, so Tolkien, incidentally, and C.S. Lewis were on staff together in England at Cambridge University. And Tolkien was absolutely an instrument of God in the life of C.S. Lewis that nudged him uh, towards his relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, So when you read about them and you read their stories, uh, that is the story behind the story that is absolutely wonderful. C.S. Lewis said, Here is the subtleness of all snares that the organizers of charities lose their love for poor people. And you say, how did the work of that happen? Do you know that we can do things in such a fashion that we absolutely lose the significance of what we're doing and why we're doing it? In other words, it can just become something we do. Uh, and we can lose the beauty of it. We really can. Uh, putting it another way, the church goer can actually forget the meaning of why we're going to church. If we don't strive for excellence, we can absolutely become mundane in our Christian commitment. Now, the word mundane just simply means ordinary. Uh, But uh, we serve an extraordinary Savior, don't we? Uh, It can just become natural that we do things, but we need to understand that striving for excellence, that we serve a supernatural Savior. Uh, We can get Bogged down, we really can it can just become uh, well we doing we've done this so many years like this until that's just where we stay. Changing our paradigms uh, are very difficult for us, and if we're not careful, we can forget to strive for excellence and do our very best. Striving for excellence means that we make up our mind. To do things God's way. Now that's easy to say. But sometimes very difficult to accomplish. Uh, I want to read you a scripture. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. That faith chapter. Hebrews 11 chapter uh, at verse 4. Listen to this. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than did his brother Cain. Now, have you ever wondered how that happened or why that happened? Why does the scripture say that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than did his brother Cain? Now, let me just take it aside here and tell you that you probably are not going to find in commentaries what I'm going to tell you. This comes from the book of Ronnie, chapter 1, uh, verse 22. All right? But I've done a lot of research on that thought through the years, and here's what I've concluded. And I think that when you hear my conclusion, you're probably going to say, Wow, I've never thought of it like that. Now, one of the things that happened is that when they were told to bring their sacrifice, many people down through the years have made all kinds of excuses for Cain. Well, Cain did this because he was that. You know, uh, Abel did this because he was that. You know, wait a minute. Uh, That's not the absolute crux of the matter. The Bible says that uh, Abel offered the excellent sacrifice and his brother Cain didn't. Why? Now, they didn't have the scriptures back then to read, did they? No. So, uh, by faith, Abel offered the most excellent sacrifice. Now, follow my thinking. Faith comes by what? Hearing and what? Hearing by the what? The word of the Lord. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Now here is a simple conclusion that I can't understand why other people haven't arrived at this same conclusion. By faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than did his brother Cain. Why was Abel's accepted and Cain's rejected? Because God told him what to bring. And Abel brought exactly what God told him to bring. Isn't that simple? So you see, striving for excellence means to absolutely obey God. Do what He says. Now, uh, we all have a problem with that. I'll tell you one thing. I've started obeying the laws better since I married Linda. When we were going on our honeymoon, she told me to slow down, and I didn't. And I didn't realize it, but I was going through a construction area running 80 miles an hour. And I got pulled over. And I want to tell you, uh, the cost of that ticket was very high. You don't want to do that ever. And so I've slowed way down. And let me tell you something else. Since I've been coming down here pretty much on a daily basis, I've driven really slowly because these little, I think we got two police cars. I'm, I'm not sure. We may have more than that. But it seems like every day I see both of them having somebody pulled over. And I know how they paid for those police cars. Yeah. When it says come into Oxford at 35, I, this morning, 35. It says we're, we're 55, 45, and then just in the blink of an eye, 35. But, buddy, I'm going 35. Amen? Amen. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm beginning to do better in my driving since I married Linda. Uh, you said, "Well, does Linda tell you how to drive?" Yes. <laughs> I thank God for that. I can't, you know. You know, I, you, if you see me, you know my neck don't work right, so I have to have somebody to help me to look to the left. You know, but she's already slowed me down. I've learned how to use my cruise control really well, and I don't plan to ever get another ticket, uh, particularly like the one I got when we were on our honeymoon. I tried to make all kinds of excuses, but he wouldn't listen to me. You know, and he just looked at me and didn't smile or anything, just kept writing. He said, sign here. You know? It was not fun. Obeying God is the very beginning of striving for excellence. Because what he tells us to do is excellent. Amen? He's not going to give us any kind of information that is false. He's not going to give us any kind of uh, information that would harm us or hurt us. He wants the very best for us. So then doing what he says to do is absolutely beginning to strive for excellence. Putting your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ. We strive for excellence because we we serve the living God. And he deserves our very best. Uh, have y'all seen the Darkest Hour? Have you seen the Darkest Hour? It's a it's a documentary based on the life of Winston Churchill when he took over to be prime minister right at the beginning of World War II. You haven't seen that. I would I would uh, tell you to go rent that and look at it because it's very good. And while we were on our cruise, the, that was one of the films that they had uh, to show. And I watched it a second time. And I wrote this down. This is Prime Minister Winston Churchill, uh, three days after he was elected to be the Prime Minister during this really tumultuous time in history. Here's what he said to Parliament. I have nothing to offer but blood, sweat, toil, and tears. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have many, many long months of struggle uh, and of suffering. You ask, what is our policy? It is to wage war by sea, land, and air with all our might and with all our strength that God can give us. You ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Yeah, I I got to listening to that. again. It gave me cold chills, and I got to thinking, man... He gave His all, His very best, and He demanded that. I'll tell you what, uh, we serve a living God who gave His all. Amen? And as a child of God, it behooves each one of us to make sure that we're doing our very best. And that life is not a mundane life as as a child of God. And what we do in our church is just not ordinary. And I'll tell you this, and I was thinking about this as I was uh, getting ready to come this morning. I was praying that something good would happen in our Bible study time. Uh, We have so many sweet people who love the Bible and teach it, and and you who attend. I'm praying that something will happen, a truth will penetrate, a life-changing concept will be understood and uh, acquired in us. I just pray that something happens today because we've met to worship the true and the living King. And I just pray that we don't get bogged down. And it's really really easy to do and not give our very best, particularly in times like this. It's been a long time since you were searching for a pastor. It really has. Uh, You know, it's been a while. But listen, during this time is not a time... To just kind of say, well, we're going to do this and that. No. It's a time to be energized. It's a time to even be more sharp in relationship to our relationship to Jesus Christ. And to make sure that what we do is excellent. Because we serve an excellent Savior. God is worthy of our very best. As a matter of fact... Uh, I was writing down some scriptures, and I got to thinking. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord. Just honor the Lord with all your heart. Uh, Give Him the first fruits of of your life, not what's left over. And then in Psalm 145, 3, great is the Lord, the most worthy to be praised. And then in Revelation 4.11, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and by your will they were created, and uh, we have our being. Listen, we serve the great God. Amen? Uh, <laughs> he gave us His best. He gave us His life. He gave us His Son. Oh, listen, uh, let's just put our minds Back on the Lord Jesus Christ. I like what Peter says in First Peter. He says, gather up your thoughts. In other words, it's, it's a metaphor of taking a, a robe and getting in a hurry. You have to pull it up and hold it and take off. Gather up your thoughts and put your mind on Christ. I like what Paul says. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let the mind of Christ reign in you. Man, listen, we've got to start having more Jesus thoughts, had not we? Have you ever watched the news? Unfortunately, on the ship, they had MSNBC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. And I flipped over. I only had BBC, too, but I couldn't understand them. Yeah. But I did watch Fox, maybe sometimes a little too much. And I got so upset while I was on my cruise, I got thinking, I, I, I'm not going to watch the news anymore. It's just disturbing. And so I started looking at movies. And I, I liked The Darkest Hour. Then we looked at the comedy, you know. But the news will upset you, won't it? And what's happening? We're, we're to pray and we're to be responsible people and to know what's going on. But I'm going to tell you something, we need to give our very best back to the Lord. If you're not careful, the world events and things that happen, they can just absolutely stun you and stop you in your tracks and you can say, what is the use? I'm just going to tell you, in church life, uh, it's no different. If we're not careful, particularly when we get in times of real need, we can say, you know, hey, you know, let somebody else do it. But in a church of this fashion, we can't let somebody else do it because they're not here anymore. We have to do it ourselves. Amen? And we have to do our very best. This is not a time to relax or rest. This is a time to get on fire. And that's why I was so excited this morning when I came to church and I saw people with grocery bags and I knew it would happen. And I said, uh, ah, Bill's done a little fire to these people. You know, he's already, he's already made them uh, feel a little bit guilty and stepped on their toes a little bit. And, uh, look, we've got things happening. Amen. Uh, that's the way it should be. And it also should be, uh, as we pray for not only those in our congregation. But it should be in our everyday walk of life. We need to strive for excellence in everything we do. Three things I want to say to you. We strive for excellence in everything we do. And here's how you do that. Hi, Here's how you put meaning in everything. Number one, priority. The pursuit of excellence will assure you to assign priority to things in life. You have to have priority. Make sure that. Uh, the right things are first. Uh, that's real easy to say again. Uh, tells us in Matthew, but seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, priority is so very important. Uh, not only in uh, in the business world, but also in your Christian walk as well. Prioritize. What is important? Uh, I had to remind myself of that. On this trip, I had opportunities to witness. On our first trip, uh, this young lady sat down beside me, and I started talking to her. and uh, We were sharing, and I said, What are you doing in life? And she began to tell me that she was going back to Seattle, and she was working on her Ph.D. in psychology. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. And so I started talking to her about authors and people and things, and then all of a sudden she knew I was a little bit more than a novice there, so we struck up. An, 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 and then I I began to ask her questions like, uh, what do you think about this? And how do you look at this? Now, I didn't just pin her down and say, if you don't accept Jesus Christ while we're here, going to Seattle, you're going to die and go to hell. Uh, I didn't do that. But I gave her an approach that she really accepted. And uh, she basically began to really be open to what I was saying to her. And then uh, I, I told her, I said, yeah, promise yourself, not me, promise yourself that uh, you will find a, a community of believers and begin to really uh, seek uh, the Lord in your life. And she said, I will. She said, this has been very interesting. And I said, yes, it has. And uh, But and then coming back, I, I had another encounter. And uh, We had encounters everywhere. I, I talked to the natives in, in Alaska, and we just shared with them briefly. Uh, but, you know, that, that's what we're supposed to do as a child of God. We really are. We're supposed to understand that our number one priority since God saved us is, is to be a, a living example of God's love in us. So that when other people see us, they see the difference that Christ has made in our life. And listen, let me tell you something. The difference that Christ has made in your life becomes actually magnetic. It really does. We become magnetic for the Master. And somehow God told us in the Scripture, don't worry about what you're going to say or how you're going to approach it. I'll give you the set words and I'll give you the words that I I will. I'll put them in your heart. And He does. He's never failed. Priority. Make sure that you set priorities in your life and uh, spiritual life as well and then secondly we need to understand our purpose our purpose we really do what is what is the purpose of being here uh, li- listen i've talked to people through the years in counseling and they say uh, i just i just don't know i'm i'm so bogged down in my job and then i get to tell them you know what are you doing uh, many of the people i counsel through the years have been teachers <laughs> And they, they there's so many discipline problems, so many changes in the mores of our society and family structure till it becomes terribly uh, difficult sometimes to really uh, find peace and happiness in what you're doing. But listen, I believe that what you're doing is a calling of God. Uh, when I was a lineman with Georgia Power Company, my, my heart was to be the best lineman Georgia Power Company ever had. I liked to work. I really did. I liked to work. I like to cut my grass. I do. Of course, I married a woman who's got to ride the lawnmower. But I'm going to tell you, I, I I just enjoy doing things. I can't. I just can't. This is a double negative. I just can't not do something. You know, I just, I just am not going to be still. I'm just not. And so I'm just telling you that what God has called you to do is find that purpose. It's a calling of God. Teaching is a calling of God. I got to thinking about Bubba as we were flying in to these airports, you know, and and he explained something to me this morning because in one of the airports we hit the ground pretty hard. And I told him, I said, man, I believe the co-pilot was flying. He said, no, the pilot. I wouldn't let co-pilot fly me into that airport. He said he slammed it down pretty hard, didn't I? I said, yeah. He said, the reason for that is that there's nothing at the other end except danger. You have to stop real quickly. I said, oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you, uh, you have to have purpose. You have to file a flight plan in life. You have to know where you're going and you have to know that what you're doing is the will of God. It's just imperative. Man, priority helps you to line that up. And then, man, when you get the sense of purpose in your heart, you can just whistle while you work. You really can. You can just whistle while you work. Do the things that God's called you to do and do them excellently. Amen? And then the third P there is peace. Man, when you got that priority going and you're doing the very best you can and you got that purpose just beating in your soul, it gives you a peace. It really does. It gives you a peace in life. Uh, it, makes, it makes you want to be good and to do good. It makes you to strive for being the very best. It really can. Uh, I'm going to brag on my daughters a little bit. Leah's in her 21st year of nursing. She's an RN at Northside Hospital in Atlanta. And uh, uh, she's gotten nurse of the year, nurse of the year, got all these things. I'm so proud of her. You know, she loves what she's doing. She called me up one day and said, Daddy, I'm on the special IV team. In other words, when other people can't find the vein, they call Leah. You know, I've had some people that I would like for somebody to call, hadn't you? You know, I thought mine were pretty big. But... You know, striving to be the best. I've I've, I've tried to put in my children, striving to be the best. While we were on our cruise, my telephone uh, rang when we were off. My youngest daughter, Daddy, pray for me. Uh, Pray for me now. I'm giving a, a, a presentation to people who've flown in from Germany. Pharmaceutical companies—they're uh, going to make a donation to the American Cancer Society, and I really need them to make a million five donation to this project. Please pray that if that's God's will, He'll cause it to happen. We prayed, and then I got a call that afternoon. And Rachel said the presentation went fine. You know, uh, we got I got a million five, one point five million, Daddy. Thank you for praying. Listen, striving. For excellence in what you do is so very important. And as a child of God, you know, striving for excellence is so wonderful. Strive for excellence. Hey, show up for Sunday school with a a joy in your soul. You know, come and learn together and fellowship together. Do you realize that what we're doing is so important? And being together is so profound because there's just nothing like the body of Christ, amen? There's just nothing like it at all, really. Uh, on this cruise, you know, of course, Dr. Stanley preached and had some of the best music that you could possibly ever want to hear. Uh, you know, we had really good, good conversations with Babby Mason and other people like that. And uh, I'll tell you what, Andy Stanley spoke. It was just a magnificent a message, and one of his groups came and performed, uh, and it's entitled Inside Out, and I'm going to tell you, uh, you've never seen so many old people get so happy, you know. Uh, we jumped up, that you could hear uh, all of our knees and all of our uh, metallic parts that we have now just clapping, you know, uh, but it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, of enjoying God and enjoying the family of God. And that's what it is here. First time I came here and and we went to the men's meeting and we started praying and people started sharing uh, needs. Man, it just blessed my soul. I left so happy. Uh, Strive for excellence in your prayer life. Strive for excellence in, in serving God. Get a new step, a new feeling in your spirit. Make a new dedication to the Lordship, Of Jesus Christ. We strive for excellence because the Bible tells us, in what we just read, that the Lord has prepared for us an inheritance that is just absolutely unbelievable. We strive for excellence because our Lord is excellent. He's he's done everything excellently for us, Uh, He loves us excellently. He gives us guidance excellently. He goes with us every day, never leaves us alone. He's an excellent Savior, isn't He? He's not just natural. He's supernatural. He's not mundane or ordinary. No, He's extraordinary. And the Bible tells us, Paul speaking, "They just strive for excellence. Whatever you do for God, do it exsuche, out of your soul. Wow, ah, that's awesome. He said, You know what? Because one day this life is going to be over and we're going to go be with Him. And what He's prepared for us is excellent. Amen. It's, ex- it's excellent. There's no nut grass in heaven. You know, you won't have to spray any all, anything. In heaven, He's done excellently. The Bible says he's given us an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, and shall never fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you who love him, who are kept by faith unto uh, the revelation at the last day. Listen, everything he's given us is excellent. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And this place is absolutely unbelievable. It is. It's just unbelievable. He says, in my Father's house are many rooms or mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going there, and I'm going to do it for you, just for you. And, uh, oh, man, God's retirement program is just out of this world. It's excellent. One thing I want you to remember when you leave this service this morning is that our God doesn't have to do anything. He is an excellent Savior. And Paul said, Oh, our excellent Savior absolutely demands excellence from His followers. Amen? Are you a follower of the Lord? Yes, you are. God, help us from this day forward to not let anything be ordinary when it comes to following Christ. Amen? Now, I don't want you to try to jump two pews or anything like that. I just want you to get excited about doing the things that God instructs us to do. Amen? Paul said this. He said, you know what? He says, one of the excellent things you can do is remember to love one another, to forgive one another as Christ forgave you, to absolutely understand that your life in Jesus Christ is different. Oh, God, help us to be excellent. Amen. In, in just a moment, we're going to have the Lord's Supper together. If you're here and you know the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, that's the requirement. You just know the Lord Jesus in your heart to be your Savior and the Lord of your life. We want you to, to be a part of the Lord's Supper. Amen. We pray God will use this message for His glory in your life. If you would like more information, please feel free to contact us at info at OxfordBaptistChurch.com. Oxford Baptist Church is located in Oxford, Georgia. If you're close, we'd love to meet you.